You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! Ow! Some things never change, like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on, and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. P- please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Grace Radio. Tonight is Thursday, July the 28th, 2018. The time is 9.35 p.m. You heard the Gospel Sister Duel, Mary Mary, with their infamous hit, Get Up. 
because you can't stop. Get up. Well, tonight we're in the Apple Valley City. We're critically acclaimed Bishop, founder, and overseer of the Greater All Nations Pentecost Church of Jesus Christ, Dr. Alfred Moore. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Blessed by Grace Radio. Tonight is our weekly Food for the Soul Bible study session where Dr. Moore will be preaching and teaching the Word of God, giving you what thus saith the Lord. We also want to still again yet thank everybody who participated in the 58th Pastors Anniversary Services. We thank you for participating, coming on down to the church and doing all that you did. We say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you again, and thank you again for participating in the services. It was a blessing. Truly, it was, and we thank you for that. Um, go ahead. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Bishop. Alfred, God bless God bless you tonight, and thank you, my announcer, amen, always for encouraging words and hard uplifting. Amen. This is Dr. Moore, praise the Lord, here in Alpha Valley Studio. Amen. It's to bring you food for thoughts tonight. Amen. As we feed our natural man, we, amen, surely must feed our spiritual man. And the word of God, amen, is our food, amen, that we eat. To feed our spiritual man. Again, we want to say thank the Lord, Amen, for this opportunity, for these airways to be open, Amen, that we can share the Word of God with you. We're living in the last time, praise the Lord. We're living in the last days, not according to me, Amen, but according to the Word of God. If you believe the Bible, Amen, the the Bible is letting us know we're living in the last days. Meaning that the church age, amen, is about to cease. And we're going to see, amen, trouble like never before come up on the face of this earth. But Jesus says to the church, be ready. For you need to know the hour of the minute when the Son of Man shall come. But be ready. And I'm, amen, trying to pass that on to you right now because many of us, amen, we're so involved with earthly things, and we've got so attached to earthly things until we've got away from spiritual things. This earth is not our home. Jesus says, I go away to prepare a place for you, and where I am there you may be also. We're going to come to you tonight from Romans chapter 8 and verse 24. And we want to talk to you tonight about the blessed hope, the blessed hope. The Lord has given us hope. We have some hope and assurance, amen, that we can make it in tonight. Paul was telling the Romans here, amen, in the 8th chapter, amen, in the 24th verse, he said, for we are saved by hope. Meaning that great part of our salvation is yet future. But hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man sees, why does he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, do we We're patient, wait for it. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities. 
But we know not what we should pray. For as we all, the Spirit itself makes intersection for us. And we're groaning, which cannot be uttered. And he who searches the heart knows what is in the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intersection for the saints according to the will of God. Beloved, tonight we want to share this blessed hope with you tonight. And I want to say, every one of you in Radio Land tonight, you got hope. There is a hope for you. Paul made an interesting statement in Romans 8, which uh, at the first glance was seen to contradict his own writing in Ephesians. He says, for we are saved by hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man sees, why does he yet hope for? This statement has posed a question in the mind of many for years. Why did Paul say we are saved by hope? We know that in Ephesians 2 and 8, he says, for by grace you are saved through faith. I believe the reason is that Paul's statement in Romans 8, 24, it will refer to the blessed hope. which save us from the wrath to come. There is a blessed hope that God has for the church is to save us from the wrath to come. First Thessalonians 5 and 9. Let us look at it in the contents of which it was written. For we know that the whole creation groans it travails in pain together until now. The whole creation is groaning. The whole creation that we live it on is not satisfied. And not only they, but ourselves also, which we have the first fruit of the Spirit. Even we ourselves, we are groaning within ourselves. We are waiting for the adoption to the will of the redemption of our body. We're waiting on a change. We're waiting on a change. When I say we, I'm talking about all believers, all believers that have confessed Jesus Christ as their Lord and, and Savior. We're waiting on a change. Our body is not satisfied. Our body is not comfortable with how, amen, we are living right now. We're waiting on a change. I'm talking about this blessed hope, for we are saved by hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man sees, why does he yet hope for? I'm talking about end-time prophecy now. But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience 
We wait for it. We wait for it. We wait on this blessed hope. We're waiting on the change that the Lord, amen, that already written and told us, amen, we're waiting on that. Romans 8, 22 and 25, amen, let us know that it's seen obvious, obvious that the hope being referred to here is the redemption of our physical body, which will happen at the time of the rapture of the snatching away. Our redemption body is going to be changed tomorrow to immortality. Oh, beloved saints, we got something to look forward to. Let us wait with patience. I know many of you have been waiting for a long time, but I want you to echo the words of Jesus. I'm coming again. And when he come, amen, he coming at his church. The scripture plainly teaches, amen, that the righteous, amen, will be saved from the wrath to come. Amen. God is not going to come and pour out his wrath on the church. We're living in the church age. We're living in the last dispensation of the church age right now. Look up, amen. Jesus said, when you see these things, the thing that is coming up on the face of the earth, he said, look up because our redemption draws nigh. Look around you, church. Look around you. There is nothing right going on in government. There is nothing right going on in the world. Amen. We seem to have lost control. Look up. Our redemption draws nigh. Hallelujah. I'm talking about this blessed hope. Amen. Through that blessed hope, if we have hope for that which we have not yet seen, and that is, amen, we're hoping, amen, that the rapture come and get us out of here. We, we have that hope. Then we should also have to wait for it. you got to have patience. Regardless of what's going on, amen, in the world, amen, so much is going on, amen. The Bible tells us, amen, men's heart is going to fail them because of the of fear for the things that are coming up on earth. It's time for the saints of God is to stop looking down and looking around, amen, but look up. Hallelujah. Look up with expectation. Look up, amen, and believe that your Lord is on his way back. We don't like to teach this, amen. But, amen, the word of God is right here before our eyes. And we must, amen, we're living in end time. We must teach end time doctrine. In John, the 14th chapter, Jesus revealed the hope which will save us from the wrath to come. He says, in my father's house are many missions. If it was not so, I wouldn't have told you. But I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Jesus was 
They're instructing us to say, if we obey him, if we if we keep on following him, now here on earth, I went away to fair place for you. And where I am, there ye may be also. That is, if you constantly be obedient, constantly walk after his ways, after his righteousness, and deny yourself. Jesus is coming back. This passage, it reveals that Jesus has gone to prepare a place for us. It also implies that when our place is prepared, he will, at the appointed time, come. He's going to come, church, and receive us unto himself, that we may be with him in heaven. We don't have heaven in mind too much, amen, down here on earth anymore. That's where, amen, the devil has cast a, a deceiving spirit in the land. We are not looking for Jesus. We are not expecting Jesus to come. That's when he comes, amen, as a thief in the night. And he's going to catch many with their work undone because they are not seriously watching for him. The world has got a hope on the church, the Christians. We're trying to fit into the world. We're trying to be like the world. But the Bible says, come out from among them and be ye separated, says the Lord. And then I'll be your God and you shall be my people. It's time to be obedient, children. It's time to be obedient. And I'm talking about be obedient to your creator, the one that made you. One calls you, amen, to move and have your being. Judgment, the intent. There is not one scripture in the Bible that says that you have a mention in heaven. And we almost have a rise in the church, if we say that. However, I didn't say that they have a mention in heaven. I just said that there was, wasn't one place in the scripture which stated that they have a mention in heaven. The scripture, they thought, made the statement was John 14 and 2. And that's when it says, in my father's house, our many mission. It may be a mission that he is preparing, but the scripture doesn't say the place being prepared is a mention. Nevertheless, we can rest assured that a place will be prepared for us and that he will honor his word by coming to receive us unto himself. So we will be with him in the Father's house. 
Oh, praise the Lord. I'm looking for that blessed hope. Amen. Every day of my life, amen, I'm living. That when that time comes, I can be with him. Whether there's a mention or not, amen. All I can go on the word of God, amen. In my father's house. It's a mention of love there. It's a mention of joy, a mention of peace, a mention of happiness. God is a spirit, and we're going to be spiritual children. To the Jews first, and then to the Gentiles, the ransom Jesus did not. He did more direct teaching concerning the catching away of the church was because his ministry was primary to the Jews. In Romans, the Apostle Paul also mentioned the fact that the gospel was to the Jews first, and it was. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. That's what Paul stated, and he was not. For it is a power of God under salvation to the Jew first, and also to the Greek, Romans 1 and 16. Then in Matthew 10, 1 and 15, we see that Jesus sent out the 12 disciples with an anointing to heal the sick. Listen, children, you ought to have some power. You ought to have some anointing. Amen. Right now, the church has to be anointed. The church has lost its anointing. The church is losing its oil. Claiming the leopard, raising the dead. Casting out devils. Not all the church. There is a remedy that still is on fire for Jesus. He also instructed them where to go with this message. The twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles, and unto any city of the Samaritans, enter ye not, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Matthew 10, 5 and 6. His disciples were sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and were forbidden at that time to go, at that time to go to the Gentiles. This revealed why Jesus did not give more instruction referring to the rapture of the church. While he was on earth, the reason began that his ministry was primarily to Israel. Who rejected him as the Messiah? Therefore, most of his discord in Matthew 24, Amen, was referenced to the time of the tribulation period and the second advent, rather than the rapture. He knew that Jews were not going in the rapture. 
if they did not receive him as the Messiah, he knew they wasn't going back with him. Therefore, only to the rapture, he, he indicated only a few occasions in John eleven twenty five, Luke twenty one and thirty six. Peter and Paul, apostles of the Gentiles. Peter and Paul were both apostles of the Gentiles. So it was through them that God revealed a major part of the revelation concerning the rapture. Even though Paul wrote most of the epistles of the church, God used both Peter and Paul to give us the revelation of the catching away of the church. Are you ready to go back with him? We're living in a rapture time. We're living in a dangerous time, amen, because, oh, we, we're not looking for him. When he, said, he said, when we think not, he's coming when we are not thinking, Amen. But he means he said, we are the children of the day. We are not of the children of the darkness. You ought to keep on in your vessels at all times. The gospel they preached, it brought great hope to the body of Christ. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brother, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. First Thessalonians, amen, 4 and 13. The hope he referred to here is a resurrection that takes place at the time of the rapture. In Titus chapter 2, Paul referred to us as that blessed hope. Oh, my God. Whether we sleep or whether we wake, we're going to be with Jesus. We're sorry not, amen. As I look amen tonight, many people that leave in this world and some is leaving without Jesus Christ. But those that are leaving with Christ, we ought not to be sorry that they're leaving with Christ. Oh, Jesus has preserved them and took them away. My God. We, we, we ought not let death be the biggest thing in our eyes that we fear. The Lord has took the same out of death. We all must leave here. Yes, I say we all must leave here. There is coming a time, amen, sooner than we think, amen, all of mankind is going to leave this earth. We find that in Second Peter, I believe. For the grace of God that bringing salvation has appeared to all men. None of us have an excuse to say we couldn't, cannot be saved. The grace of God that brings salvation has appeared unto all men, teaching us that 
denying ungodliness and worldly love. We should live soberly, righteously, godly in this present world. Live right in this present world right now. No matter who is out there doing what they are doing, Jesus told you and I we must live right. If the righteous are scarce to make it in, what is the sinner and ungodly man going to do? If all that we do, we don't scarce to make it in. What do you think about those that are not living for them? They are not going to make it in. We strive on this side for eternal life. We're striving to live with Jesus forever and ever. I'm talking about church now. But you got to live soberly. That is, you got to understand the ways of the Lord. You got to live righteously in the front of all mankind and expectantly in the front of Jesus. And godly in this present world. This world is crooked. This world don't regard righteousness of Jesus Christ. Looking for that blessed hope and the glories of, of appearance of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. He's coming, church. He's coming. And what I like about it, amen, when he comes in the rapture, everybody won't see him at that time. At that time, he's coming at his church at his second event, at his second time. He's coming, amen. Then every eye shall behold him. He's going to bring the saints of God along with him. Then in First Thessalonians, Paul began to lay out God's plan for the church, the body of Christ, to escape the seven years of tribulation destiny from planet Earth to escape it. Amen. God has given us an opportunity to escape the seven-year tribulation destiny for planet Earth. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleepeth in Jesus will God bring with him, First Thessalonians 4 and 14. God going to bring those with him, amen, at his second event. Those that are sleeping in him. They, amen, when you die, you die, amen, you die in out of sin right here on earth. Amen, you ought to die now. If you have never spiritually died, amen, when you accept Jesus Christ, you die. You die, amen, out of your sin right now. So when you die, amen, or when the breath leaves you, amen, if you are a saint of God, you sleep. You don't die no more. You sleep. If you die now, you don't have to die no more. I'm talking about to the church. Those that is willing to obey the Lord. This verse is in reference to the spiritual body of those who have died in Christ and have died in Christ. They are preserved already, amen, to never die again because they done died in Christ. He will bring them with him to be united with their physical body, which will be resurrected from the grave at the shout of the archangel and the trump of God. The dead in Christ is going to rise. Listen, 
God Almighty. My God, I tell you, men haven't seen no power like that. This is our blessed hope, children. Those, there are some who try to release this verse in Revelation 19, 11, and 16, and Matthew 24, 29, and 30. which uh, passion describes the second event. But they do not fit in the contents for the verse in 15 and 17 below clearly establish the fact that verse 13 and 17 are directly referring to the rapture of the church. Are you rapture ready? Look up because your redemption draws nigh. You can feel it in your spirit, amen, that Jesus Christ is not going to just sit by, amen, and let the world run on like it is right now, which is out of control, amen. Our king is coming. Oh, hallelujah. Well, this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord shall, shall not prevent or perceive them which are asleep. Some of us going to be alive when Jesus Christ comes. Some of us going to be right here when Jesus comes. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of an archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. First Thessalonians 4, 15 and 16. The dead in Christ going to rise. They are not dead. They're sleeping. Glory be to Jesus. They're only sleeping. And God is going to get ready to dress them, amen, and put them into one of his glorified bodies, a body that will never see corruption anymore. He's going to take them out of the corruption. And this mall is going to put on immortality. We're going to be changed. And ever what he be like, we're going to be just like him. Glory be to Jesus. Time won't, won't mean nothing to us. Time will not plow wrinkles in your face. Time won't make your body run down. Time won't cause you to be sick. It ain't going to be no sickness where we are going, man. I'm talking about this blessed hope. Many people are confused by verse 16. Take note of the fact that the trumpet of God in verse 16 is not the same as the trump of the seven angels mentioned in Revelation 11 and 15, as many have supposed. If you believe that the trump of God and the trump of the seven angels are the same, you will be hopeless, confused, and trying to understand end-time events. And subsequent in which they occurred, neither shall we confuse the last Trump mentioned in 1 Corinthians 15 and 52 with the Trump of the seven angels 
for they are not the same. Let us compare these two verses in First Thessalonians chapter four with two verses in First Corinthians the fifteenth chapter. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of an archangel and the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise free. Then we are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we even be with the Lord. First Thessalonians 4, 6, and 17. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trump shall sound, and the dead shall be risen incorruptible, and we shall be changed. First Corinthians 15, 51 and 52. Oh, what a great experience. Amen. We're looking for a future. These verses, amen, from First Thessalonians 4 correspond perfectly with, amen, 1 Corinthians 15, 51, and 52. There is no doubt, amen, that these two scriptures are describing the very same event. The Bible must be interpreted with the Bible. And it is apparently in both of these passages that Paul is referring to the rapture of the church and not to the second event. It is possible, amen, that the trump of God will sound at the time of the last trump of the feast of uh, trumpets and the end of the church age, just before the tribulation began. God knows I want to get out of here. I want to be out of here when the tribulation began. I want to. I want to be out of here. I want to be, amen, God, and resting with my Jesus. The day of the day of the Lord. But of that time and the season, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourself know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. First Thessalonians five, one and two. You know, Amen. The day of the Lord is gonna come as a thief in the night. You prophet, Amen. Yeah, you going around here saying, Amen, I'm gonna get right, I'm gonna do right, I'm gonna do right. Amen. But time is coming. Time is shorter than you think. When he comes, when he comes, you won't have a chance is to repent. If you have not already repented, you won't have a chance is to repent. The day of the Lord here also refers to the second advent, the second time he's coming, praise the Lord. When he comes in the cloud and every eye shall see him. And every tongue going to confess to him that he is Lord of Lord and King of Kings. This is not the rapture. I don't believe the rapture is even referred to in the scripture as the day of the Lord coming or as a thief in the night as many have assumed. The day of the Lord is one thing, amen. The rapture is another thing. The rapture, amen, is when he snapped in his church out here. The day of the Lord, amen. Is praise the Lord when he bring his thanks back here and judgment is getting ready to take place on the face of the earth. Generally speaking, the day of the Lord is a thousand years long. 
It will begin when Jesus descends from heaven with the saints on the Mount of Olives and destroy the army of the uh, of the Antichrist. Revelation nineteen eleven and twenty one, Zechariah fourteen one through five. He will that time set up his kingdom, and the saints will rule and reign with him for one thousand years. The scene to be the event more often referred to as the day of the Lord. Church, we're getting ready is to go back and rule with our Lord. I hear people saying, are we going, amen, and walking around heaven all day? Well, I want to give you another version of heaven, amen. You're not going to be walking around heaven all day. There is work in heaven just like it is on earth. So, amen, if you think about it, it's just going to be everything pleasant, pleasant, and it is going to be pleasant. It's going to be joy, amen, to do ever what the Lord has for us. But I want to let you know, amen, you ain't going to be lazy up there. There is work. We're going to serve Jesus. A careful study of the scripture contents, amen, where the Bible, it refers to Jesus coming as a thief in the night. We'll always show the reference to the concern of his second event. A thief usually come in the darkness of the night. Concerning 1 Thessalonians 5 and 1. Paul wrote to the church and says, and he did not need to write to them concerning the time or season, for they know that the day of the Lord or his second advance would come as a thief in the night. So he wasn't talking to the church. He wasn't talking to us, but he was talking to another group of people that totally done just believe that, amen, he is. Actually, God, he, they don't totally believe it, that he ain't coming no more. Then he's going to surprise them. The reason is that the church will have already been taken into heaven for seven years. At the time of his second advent, and we'll be coming back with Christ. We're, we're going to, amen, be with Christ for about seven years, and we're coming back with him to rule and arrange on earth. Zechariah 14, 1 and 5, amen. Revelation 19, 11 and 20. Peace and safety. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction is coming upon them. As travail upon a woman with a child. And they shall not escape. First Thessalonians 5 and 3. It is very possible that the peace and safety in this scripture refers to the peace according with government leaders. Uh, so desperate trying to put together between Israel and the PLO at the time of this writing. They want to say peace and safety. Amen. However, amen, this this peace will be short-lived. And the prophecy is sudden destruction that Paul mentioned in verse 3 seems to be already in its making. 
It's already there. Today we are seeing prophecy fulfilled taking place before our eyes as never before. The word of God is being fulfilled right now as you hear my voice, my God, right before our eyes, and we still is ignoring the word of God. This peace agreement, it may or may not be the one the Antichrist will confer for seven-year period. But it is possible that it will be less laid the foundation for that peace, covenant mentioned in Daniel 9 and 27. You know, amen, that Antichrist is going to make a seven-year treaty with the Jews. For he shall confer the covenant with many for one week. And in the midst of the week, he shall call the sacrifice and the obligation to cease. And for the overspringing of the abomination, he shall make it desolated, even until the consummation and that determination shall be poured upon the desolation. Peace? Where is peace going to be at? The Antichrist is lying. Amen. He's still lying today. The peace according, amen, could be the very thing that will call Russia to begin the prophecy invasion of Israel. It is even possible that we will see this very peace agreement signed on national television before the rapture take place. That's how close it is for Jesus is to come in his church. We might see this agreement of the peace treaty signed. It is significant that when addressed, the brethren of the church, Paul said, you have no need that I write unto you. You don't have no need that I write unto you in First Thessalonians 5 and 1. However, in verse 3, he used the word they, which does not refer to the church, but rather to the people on earth during the tribulation period. He said they, they, not to the church. The church will be out of here. God will not pull out his wrath on the church. Thank God. Can we say thank the Lord tonight? The hope of deliverance. Amen. We got hope. We got hope. We got hope in Jesus Christ tonight for what he did on Calvary. The church got hope. Oh, every time I think about it, he said, look up. Amen. And to me, that means, amen, we've been looking at everything around us and looking down, and we just pray so much, amen, we think what's going on on earth. But he said, look up. Amen. Look for y'all and then elevate your mind above the news. Amen. Elevate your mind above the problem, the situation that is going on. And look for me. Look up. Look up, look up, look up, children. Look up. Our redemption draws nigh. When the church is taken out, month or two, they will realize that the word of God is true. And they and that they 
have missed God's way of escaping all of these things that's coming on earth during the tribulation period. Luke 21 and, and 36. Hey, they're going to realize, amen. They're going to realize something. We done made a mistake. We wasn't watching the church close enough. And some, amen, they ain't going to be on the church, amen, road, but they ain't going to make it in. Some of you going to church, amen, let me tell you, it's an hour of time now, amen, that you need to be restored, restoration. You need to go back, and you need to start off where you found yourself at in the beginning, seeking the Lord and repenting. You need to repent. You need to be restored. God has given me a lesson on that, amen. I pray God I can get a, a revival on that. God, people need to repair. If you're going to go back with Jesus. The scripture revealed that there will be 144,000 Jewish men born again immediately after the rapture of the church. And God will seal them on their forehead, according to Revelation 7 and 4. And they will have an assignment to evangelize the nation of Israel. And Gentiles, according to Isaiah 49 and 6. The Antichrist, amen, won't be able to harm them in any way. They will be divine protected until they are caught up to heaven after the mid-tribulation. They will preach the gospel and a multitude of people, Jews and Gentiles alike, will be saved through their ministry. Look at Isaiah 60 and 30. Paul also Reveal another reason why the church had no need of certain information concerning the time and season. He said, but ye brethren are not in darkness. Your eyes are open. You see what's going on. You know the Lord is coming back. But ye brethren are not in darkness that that day shall overtake you as a thief. Amen. You that is praying, you that has devoted your life to the Lord, amen, you are not in darkness. Don't let the devil disencourage you. Don't let people say, amen, all you do is go to church, amen. Well, go to church. All you do is praise the Lord. Well, praise the Lord. Because you know he's coming, and you don't want to be left. Praise the Lord tonight. Ye are the children of the light. Amen. And the children of the day. We are not of the night, nor of darkness. We have the light of Jesus Christ within us. And long as you have the light of Jesus in you, you can see where you are going. But if you are of the darkness, you don't know where you're going. If you are of this world, you don't know where you are going. The world is in darkness. They can't hear what you hear. They can't see what you see. But let us, who are of the day, be sober. Come on, let's be sober. Let's understand the will of the Lord. 
put on the brass plate of faith and love and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. We got hope tonight, children. That is salvation. We got the hope tonight. For God has not appointed us to wrath, but amen, to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. First Thessalonians 5, 4, 5, 8, and 9. Amen. God have not appointed the church under wrath. Thank God, amen, he have not appointed us to wrath. Look how merciful that the Lord is to the church. Those that are not under the church, wrath is going to fall on them. And God knows you don't want the wrath of God to fall on you. But, amen, it's going to fall on those that miss the rapture. In verse 8, this passion, amen, is referred to the hope of deliverance. From the wrath of God that will be poured out upon the wicked during the tribulation. Lord God, my heart goes out. That blessed hope which we call the rapture will deliver the body of Christ from the wrath of God. Thank God for that blessed hope. This is a destiny to come on the wicked of the earth. It's going to come on those that fail to obey him, those that totally reject it, obey him. It's going to fall on the wicked of the earth. Revelation 3 and 10. God has reserved his wrath for his enemies. These are not his friends. These are not people, amen, that love him. Not the church. And they who. One and two, Revelation 16 and one. God going to pour his wrath on the children of disobedience. Don't be disobedient. Please, children, the day that you hear his voice, harden not your heart. The Lord is giving you space to repent every day of your life. Come on in the Lord's house. Amen. It's going to rain. You got a hope tonight. You got a hope. Don't worry about this earthly thing. All of this is temporary. Let's go where it's real at. The second advent. Let us now examine some scripture concerning the second advent. The sixth verse says, Seeing it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. Seem like that's righteous to God. Amen. God knows what he's done. Some people think, amen, God is so loving, amen, he would not hurt his children. Well, read the word of God. Don't believe Bishop Moore, praise the Lord. Read the word of God. If you're disobedient, you're going to pay for your sins. And to you who are troubled, rest with us. When the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. In flame and fire, taking vengeance on them that knew not God. He coming in flame and fire, taking vengeance on them who knew not God. 
Oh, hallelujah. Oh, my God, my God. Jesus is going to rise. Hallelujah. And obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of the power, his power. Second Thessalonians 1, 6 and 9. They're going to be punished. Amen. You don't have to be punished. Amen. The Lord, we have a blessed hope tonight. Amen. That hope is salvation. Jesus, the God, oh, Calvary for you. I beg you tonight, come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. He's coming, church. And he's coming in a church without a spot, let me show a wrinkle, or any such thing. God bless you tonight. This is Dr. Moore. Amen. Sam, pray for all the amen. Amen. I want you to meet Jesus with me because I'm going to meet him. I'm going to meet him. That's my destiny. Hallelujah. No matter what I have to face, I'm going to meet Jesus. We love you tonight. Into the hands of my announcer. God bless you tonight. Absolutely beautiful coming from Dr. Bishop Alpha Moore tonight. We want to thank you for all those who tuned in. And again, I want to appreciate everybody who participated in our pastor's 58th anniversary. From what I heard, you guys did a miraculous job, Greater Our Nations. If any of you members on here listening, praise God and thank you, Jesus. You guys really came up, showed up, and showed off for the bishop. That is what we are to do. Other announcements. The first. Sunday to the second Sunday coming up in August 2018 is going to be our 57th National Holy Convocation. Starts on the first Sunday in August into the second Sunday in August. I'll have the current date for you guys, up, and I'll update you when the services are. But every night, Sunday, opening services at 11.30 a.m., walking around the church. And then Monday through Saturday will be 7.30 p.m. service, and then closing out official day for the beloved bishop, Dr. Bishop Alfred Moore. That will be on Sunday, that second Sunday in August. He will be doing the blessing hour. So all of you guys who can come out, keep it in your calendar because that is a service that you do not want to miss, not at all. All righty, we love you. We love you, we love you. We say Godspeed, God bless, and good night, everybody. Bye-bye. You know it's going to be a good day when your biggest concern in the morning is collecting the crumbs falling from the McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit. Your only concern should be, has your day peaked too early? Enjoy every last crumb of the new McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit for only $3. At Eddie Size Soft Drink for just a dollar, and you'll get your day started on a high note. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. You know it's going to be a good day when your biggest concern in the morning is collecting the crumbs falling from the McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit. Your only concern should be, has your day peaked too early? Enjoy every last crumb of the new McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit for only $3. And Eddie Size Soft Drink for just a dollar, and you'll get your day started on a high note. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal.